Three management failures nearly every pastor makes. Coming up on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here at ReachKeep.com at the Better Sundays Podcast. We're just thrilled to have you on board this week as we talk about management failures. And I am the object lesson here. (laughs) Folks, everything we're talking about, I have failed at. And I want to share with you some things that as we've done some research and we look into pastors and leadership and they're talking especially about communications now, there are some areas that nearly every pastor fails to put some of these things together in the management side. Now remember, we lead people, but we manage things. Now sometimes those things that we manage are getting the right people on board and scheduling people and some of that. So don't confuse that with uh, the idea of, of not leading people and just managing uh, things, you know, just like inventory or whatever. But you're going to manage calendars and that affects people. You're going to budget, manage budgets and that affects people. You're going to be managing, you know, your announcements and your priorities and all those things affect people. So there is kind of a blending here, and we want to kind of talk a little bit about that. If you're first time here, this is uh, the Better Sundays podcast. My name is Mike Holmes. I'm the founding pastor at the Sinclair Baptist Church, and we have a vibrant ministry, a lot of great things going on. And uh, a lot of the reasons we have a lot of great things is because we have made a lot of mistakes. I think one of the things that a church plant gets to do in, in a way that's, uh, you know, kind of different than than maybe established churches is church planners get to kind of stretch out and try some new stuff and do some things because there's not a lot of, uh, you know, historical infrastructure there and they get to make failures. And so from that, they get to really learn some lessons and believe me, we have learned plenty. And so I want to talk to you about these areas of management that really, and they're all tied to communication. And this is the idea of we have to give that vision. We have to ask, we got to get people involved and all that. But I want to talk to you about these areas of management that really we sometimes kind of drop the ball on. The very first one uh, is the idea of, of working with the right people and getting the right people to the table. Uh, there's an old management book that was written about 20, 30 years ago by Jim Collins, and he used a phrase, getting the right people on the bus uh, before you start driving the bus and, and getting it going. And, uh, you know, coming from a bus ministry, uh, you know, that kind of had a resonance with me. Uh, the idea of like, let's make sure we get the right people. Now on the bus means, at least in the context that I'm talking about, is building a vibrant, flourishing church in your community that is reaching new young families and making an impact on your community. That's what we want to do. We want to see churches that are flourishing, that are growing, that are new people are coming and, and, and great things are happening. And God is really at work there. And all of that is this idea of getting the right people there so you can make that happen. Now, many times when we are trying to put the right people on the bus, we find that there are sometimes people already on the bus that are kind of the wrong people. And believe me, there's a delicate balancing act there of of putting some of that together. But if you are going to reach a church or reach a community and impact a community, you've got to have a, you've got to build a system of people that are around you, that are helping you to do things and getting them going there. Now, 
I've got some some notes here that I want to kind of go through and, and make sure that when we talk about getting the right people on there, that we're not talking about a, a what we would normally refer to as a governance board, like a, a deacon board or an elder board or, you know, some people that, you know, maybe make uh, decisions. In fact, in the absence of a pastor, many times a board is kind of what holds the church together, uh, you know, that type of thing. And when a new pastor comes in, they're still kind of there and they're still kind of doing some things. And in many times these are great boards. They're, they're wise, go- wise guys. Uh, they are wise men uh, that are helping you make decisions. And when you have large personnel issues and big budget issues and giant, you know, financial goals and dreams, you definitely want to have the multitude of counselors. Okay. That is commonly referred to as a governance board. Many churches meet with that governance board, you know, once every month, every couple of weeks or whatever. And they talk about those things. We're not talking about that. Now, those people might be involved in your idea of building this church, but sometimes those are people, are their, their job is to slow things down. Their job is to kind of think it through all that, you know, make things kind of, you know, uh, slow things down. Your job as a leader is to move things forward. And there's got to be an obvious a balance here. But what we're talking about is, is not a board that is made up of the governing people, nor is it a board that is made up of, of the most senior people. Many times churches have the the decision makers and the people that come to the meetings are not the, the, the newer, the fresher people, there are people been around a long time because it's the protection idea here. Now, when we're talking about getting the bus rolling and reaching new people and doing some things, in a programmatic sense, we're not talking about the, you know being safe. We're talking about being effective and moving out there. Now, and again, I don't think that, I don't want you to do anything crazy, okay, and, and unsafe. I guess that's not what I'm meaning. But it's like, let me give you the example. This is a good one. Say you really want to have a, a a dynamic Christmas program. I've used this illustration before. You want to have a dynamic Christmas program. You want to reach some of those people in your community in a brand new way. Okay. If you have your governor's board or your most senior people come, a lot of the questions you're going to have is like, well, we did it this way, you know, back in 02 and back in the 80s, we did it this way. You're going to get a lot of things. What you want is to get the right people there. And on that, you might need, uh, you might need some parents on board because they would know kind of what the heartbeat of, hey, what we want to do with the kids. You might have some of the newer teachers on board that have some some newer and innovative ideas for like decoration. You might get tech people on board. You might get teenagers on board and say, hey, we could do this skit and we could have some fun and we could, you know, do this. And, and you kind of think things through, but you get people uh, together. And the best way to do that is, is to have like what we call a brainstorming session and invite people to come to that. Uh, and, and you invite those and you use your communication skill, build a little vision, invite those people to come and you say, hey, I'd like you to come to this meeting, I'd like you to come to this meeting, I'd like you to come to this meeting. Uh, you know, if you're with your governance boards, you can kind of say, hey, if you guys like to come, we're going to do some brainstorming on a Christmas program. And uh, most of them probably won't come because they know everything about Christmas programs because they've done them for, for 30 years or whatever. So 
now you get the right people there and you start to do that. Most pastors fail to put a team together that is a that is going to be what I often call your soulmates, people that are like, yes, let's build this church. Let's reach this community. Let's make an impact at that high school. Let's touch that middle school. Let's get into that elementary school. All of those kind of things. Those are usually newer people that have that. And most pastors fail to put together a team. And again, my suggestion here is first start out with a very simple project, like you want to do a summer outreach and invite some people to get them involved. Get them into a brainstorming session. Use their ideas. Bounce those ideas around. Uh, of course, you can double check all these ideas and stuff with budget and calendar, and you'll probably have to run through this some, some of this through governance anyway. But what, what I'm saying is, is we fail to build these cohesive little teams that are going to be, you know, in the military, what they call them striker teams or whatever. It's like they, they can be airdropped into an area and go do some tremendous work and get things done in short order because there's not a lot of encumbrances around them. And most pastors fail to do that. So in your management, one of the things that you have to do is put together a team that will make the difference and get things done. Every one of these little, uh, uh, or every one of these businesses that are out there that have been successful, especially in the high tech area, they have put, they have taken some groups of people and said, "We're going to stick you over here in a garage somewhere, and we want you to come up with a solution." And from that, they've sprouted some tremendous solutions, uh, you know, that have been able to change, uh, you know, change the tech world. So I guess I'm just using that as an illustration. Don't forget to put, the, you know, don't fail to put a team together. Don't fail to put the, a group together that is sort of like your little striker team. And it's like, we're going to run this program. We're going to run this thing. We're going to get this thing uh, going. The second thing where pastors uh, fail is when they get teams together, and, and this can even be in the governance teams that are already there, or maybe some established directors that you have there, but it is a failure to have what we would call robust discussion. In other words, ideas that sometimes butt heads against each other and, and you know, fight against each other. Not and, and believe me, intention is not a bad thing. That's what makes your thumb work, okay? It's, that's what makes a lot of things work is tension. All right, tension is not a thing. Conflict and argument and, and selfishness and pride, that's all bad, okay? But to have people be fighting for their, like, man, we want to be on the, we want announcements. We want that elementary program be announced on Sunday morning. The pastor's like, well, I don't have enough time to make all those announcements, but pastor you've got to tell them about this program because we're going to be reaching the moms and dads and we you know and so there's that kind of attention we fail to have robust discussion because everybody kind of sits back and thinks well blessed are the peacemakers you know and we're not going to argue we're not going to you know have any kind of tension there needs to be tension there needs to be robust discussion if you are the person that has the ideas and you want to build the programs you're going to have tension with the budget guy okay the budget guy is going to say we don't have money for those banners we don't have money for all that promotional stuff you want to do and let me say something the budget guy can't always win and you can't always win. There needs to be tension. But once everything has been, you know, everybody's been open and discussed it and got everything out, then usually there's a final decision and everybody buys in. And you just say, you know, this wasn't my idea. I didn't really think of it this way. But you know what? 
Let's do it. Let's go that way. And you buy into that discussion and you go into that. Tension is okay. All right. Figure out, you know, talk these things till they, till, till you get it figured out and make sure that, that you as the leader, if you're the, the senior leader, that you are okay with tension, that you approve of that tension. And, and you might even just stop and just say, Hey, this, you know, this is a good discussion here. Let's keep this going. I, I, I like this. This has to happen. We are responsible to our congregation to have the best ideas. And if we all just sit like this and don't discuss things, okay, we will not have the best ideas out there. And again, that is a failure for the pastor. Pastor, do not fail to have robust discussion. And, and, and again, there has to be trust in there and there has to be the relationships are strong so that you know that you can argue for your calendar thing and you can argue for this person can argue for their budget thing or their middle school program or what you know their summer stuff you know uh all these people can fight for that and if they don't get their thing they don't go pouting and go out into the hallway and start you know bad mouthing that's not right either okay you need to have a team that is cohesive and can have that robust discussion so number one here is make sure you get the right people and that those then right people are able to have really good open and often tension-filled discussions the third thing here is that i that i found and this is took me a while to get this figured out how to do this is a failure to take these teams then that we have built okay so say so you have a, a you know a greeting team and you have a, a nursery team and you have a tech team and you've got you know some people that are in charge of the facility a failure to manage and my management failure is failing to get those people to have their own meetings, to have their own their own little things going, and to release them to do that. I remember I was in a meeting when I first started our, our church, and and I was working on really you know trying to kind of let people run with things and make decisions. And I, I was in this meeting, everything was kind of going you know, and I'm throwing out ideas and what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And a, a very well-meaning staff person said, "Well, Pastor, we don't." make those kind of decisions you make those decisions you know and it was kind of like they threw it all back and i felt sorry for myself for a minute I was like no wait a minute here i don't i don't want to make these decisions i want i want you to make them and i realized that there's got to be some parameters so here's how it works okay you, there's no discussion of doctrine you don't need to like this decide well we're going to change this doctrine or that doctrine you don't need to discuss that at our church there's no discussion of core values we have you know four core values that are already preset and they're done and, and we built our church on those and they are there but it is the tactics to make those values happen is where the discussion starts to happen and for the nursery people it's going to be a totally different discussion than for the tech people for all of our people, the idea is to create an amazing local church experience, an amazing Sunday. And the nursery people need to have an, make an amazing Sunday. The tech people need to make it an amazing Sunday. The facilities and custodial people need to make it an amazing Sunday. But they will not do that if they just meet with you like once every six months or a year to get their direction. They need to have their own fire set. And pastors, do not fail to set the fire in your teams. Get your teams 
on fire. Now, the way that you do this is that you have to build some vision in them that they are, okay, so let's let's say tech, all right, and which might include your sort of your music and special music, and if you have, you know, you know guitars or whatever you have at, at your particular church, piano, a lot of church, we have a lot of push-button music at our church. You push the button, and it plays. Okay, a lot easier. Uh, but, but you've got some people, okay? Those people need to have their own meeting and talk about what excellence means. Like it, we start on time, we push the button at the right time, we practice ahead of time, we do mic checks ahead of time. All that would be totally different than the nursery people who would be talking about you know, having conversations with young moms and making sure that, you know, the kids uh, are not allergic to different things and, and that there's plenty of supplies, you know, diapers and wipes and all that, that kind of stuff. Totally different thing. But you need and do not fail to do this to, to build a team and then set them over here and say, you guys work on the tactics. You guys work on the details. You guys figure this out and, and, and be the best that you can be. And here's the parameters. We got the core values on this side and the doctrine on that side. But inside of that, you have the freedom to do all, all your own management, make all those things happen and set them up with their own meetings. Now they can tell you when and where those meetings are. And in some cases, the pastor is like the ex-official member of every committee, you know, that type of thing. You don't necessarily have to be to it. In fact, they won't step up until you step away. And we've talked about that several times. One of the ways to get people to lead is to let them lead and to let them uh, run with things. So you step away, you let them do that, check in on them as much as you need to. Different groups will be different, you know, but let them do that and let them build that fire and let that fire rage. You know, uh, it, it's the winter where I am right now. Uh, and every single day and sometimes multiple times a day, I build a fire. Okay. We have a wood burner. It's what keeps our house warm. And, and, and uh, I go down there and throw a couple logs in, throw a little paper in there and throw some little kindling on top, another little smaller log on top and get the little clicker thing and I click it and it starts. And every time I'm just amazed, it just starts to grow and grow and pretty soon it starts to kind of rumble and make that noise in there. It's really, it's a really a cool thing when a fire gets going and fires can, I mean, they can just go and go and go and, and, and you could build a fire on Monday. And I guess if you kept throwing the logs in it, uh, you know, you can, and we've had that different times of the year when it's been serious cold for a long time that the fire just went for days on end we just kept on doing it you're familiar with forest fires you know that that's you know start here we've had one not too long ago that that it burned like 35 miles before it stopped okay uh it just kind of kept on going and going and and that fire was set by a single spark and what i'm i'm not telling you to burn the forest down i'm telling you to set a spark and to get the spark going, and get the spark going on the people. Get the, here, here, let's go through it again. Get the right people on the bus. Make sure that you've got that. Get them involved in robust discussion, and, and have robust discussion at all levels of, of your meeting. You know, let people know that they trust each other, and we can talk about this. You know, making management decisions, and here's what you know. We don't argue doctrine and some of that kind of stuff, but we're going to talk about tactics and little strategies of how how we're going to do these things. Yes, there's different ways to do that. Let's talk all that through. And then the third thing, do, do not fail to, to get that, that ongoing 
fire building, those team meetings. Uh, don't fail to get that going. Now, I want to leave all that with you here. Uh, don't forget, next week, we're going to be covering more on communication uh, and, and church leadership. And we're really going to cover into team meetings and how to get team meetings kind of a little bit more up and running, because this is an area that I didn't know much about and you know how to do all that. So join me next week. Make sure you click on me. In fact, if you're listening to this later, there's probably already a link to that video uh, here. But please uh, click on the link and you can go back and listen to the one last week where we did all sorts of uh, people, uh, you know, clicked on, on effective leadership stuff that we've been doing. So thank you so much. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure if this is good and you liked it and this is helpful, one of the things that this helps get this around the world is hit that subscribe button because that gives us uh, more mojo with, with uh, you know, Google and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Helps get things around the world. So thank you so much. Hey, this is Mike. Reach, keep. Don't forget, be a great leader, okay? Get the right people on the bus. Get some awesome discussion and, and, and good discussion going. People will leave your meetings. They won't be bored with your meetings. They'll go, man, that was, we got some things done there. And then make sure, most of all, that you set the fire in those teams and let them run let them run and let them run anyway god bless you i'm going to sign out we will see you next week join us again make sure you click one of these other videos keep on watching and we will see you next time here on the better sundays podcast